Thanks for tuning in to the Empire Boxing Podcast. A huge thank you to our partners at Sting Boxing. It doesn't matter if you're into boxing for fitness, as an amateur, or as a pro, Sting has something for you. Head to their website, stingsports.ca, and use the code EMPIRE10 at the checkout to receive 10% off. An Empire Boxing and Unlearning Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Empire Boxing Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Jay, and I am joined by the man, the myth, the legend, John Quinnett. John was a two-time national champion, three-time national team. In 2009, the Francophone Games bronze medalist, 2010 ringside champion, and now he's the owner and the head coach of Quinnett Boxing Club and the second vice president of Boxing BC. And you're an Instagram influencer now too. crazy, right? Let that resume roll out. John, thank you so much for joining us. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. Like it's all hardcore. You're like lights and everything. Yeah, I'm a little intimidated. Oh no, that's great. This has been a long time coming, I think. This is definitely, you've been someone I've really wanted to talk to for a while and have on the show. Uh, so yeah, I'm glad we got to line it up. I, I think all schedules, but especially yours might be the hardest to tap For into. For sure. Yeah. It's been pretty crazy lately. How much traveling are you doing right now with, uh, some of your pros? Um, so finally we got some little, little, little downtime now. We are probably not traveling until, um, May maybe, uh, we're going to a Vegas tournament over there, but, um, I just got back from Boston with a uh, river there. Yeah. Our second fight. Um, after that, I was in Brampton for nationals and then and Brampton Cup. Then right after that, we went straight into uh, Pacifica, California for right. uh, an all-women's card uh, tournament. Is that the beautiful brawlers? Beautiful card? brawlers, yes, exactly. Awesome. And and who was fighting in that? Dushana. We got six. Yeah, we got a bunch. Uh, yeah, we did pretty well. Amazing. Cat uh, got to the finals. That's right. Kat was got, there too. Mm-hmm, Shauna got to the finals. She unfortunately popped her shoulder on the third round. No. Yeah, so we had to stop it, but. We were fighting a pretty good girl. She was uh, got a silver at nationals. Um, pretty, yeah. so she was pretty good. And then we were winning every round. Her shoulder popped out. Is this something that happens? Because I know shoulders can be quite finicky. Like when it when they start to sublux, they'll kind of keep going. It's her first time. Wow. Okay. Let's hope it's the last time. Yeah. Um. She just we we brought her to the doctor uh, this week and saw my brother this week and she's still good. We got a card on March, eighteenth. Um, okay. Um, so she's still good to fight, which is which is great. Um, nice. So, Nothing, nothing too serious. All of the banded, all the things. I'm yes. sure at this point. Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. Well, we wish we wish Shauna a good recovery and all the best. So let's talk about you. I, I was uh, I was doing a little digging as I do, and uh, I your your journey began in the nondescript orb of martial arts. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about that. What did you start into, and how did it evolve to boxing? Yeah, my pops put me in. Uh a seeker on this uh, uh, a Filipino martial arts when I was five years old. Okay. So um, it's kind of, I was just, I was like, I I don't remember anything else. I was just doing it right away. <laughs> five years yeah, old. Yeah, five years old. Man. Yeah. Like, doing splits and forms and stuff like that. Um, so it's like very Taekwondo sparring. Okay. Uh, so it's very similar to the point sparring in, in, in boxing before it went to the Tenma system. So yeah. you launch one shot and then, and then, they separate and they say who scored the point. Right. Okay. Um, so I was doing that kind of stuff, kind of like Karate Kid, except it's not Wicked. continuous. The only Karate Kid is continuous. Yeah. But in there, it's like one point and then they separate. Right. Okay. Uh, so I did that since I was like five to like, I like to say 11, 12. Um, but um, being Filipino, I've always been around boxing. Mm. Like one of my first memories of boxing was uh, the Mike Tyson fight when he bit Holyfield. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was, we were just at my uncle's spot. Uh, Filipinos, we have like 40, 50 people deep to yeah. to watch boxing Wait, fights. Yes. So I'm just a kid running around and stuff like that. And I hear my uncles and stuff like yelling and like, oh, what's, that? what's going yeah, yeah, on? Yeah. And I remember seeing it. That was such like, an iconic moment, wasn't yeah, it? Like yeah. anyone that grew up in our era remembers that for sure. Yeah. So that was one of my first memories. And um, again, just being Filipino, I remember watching B-Hop in Trinidad when I was yeah. a kid and uh, Thrill in Manila, yeah. knowing the 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 infamous Thrill in Manila, and just yeah. being—it's a big part of our history. Um, so I was always around kind of combat sport, and and boxing was always always kind of a. So it a slowly thing for us. started kind of creeping into the forefront. And then, what was your your first memory of you know going into a boxing gym or a boxing class or having a lesson, introducing yourself to a coach? Like, well, how did that go for you? Yeah, so we, I, my dad has an uncle out in California, and I remember going to a trip with a with a, with our whole family, um, and he fought uh, out of Guam. He's a pro fighter, mm. and uh, Flash Alorde. Before Pacquiao, there was a, a guy named Flash Alorde, just a absolute king mm. of the Philippines. He's a beast. He's the longest reigning uh, featherweight champion 
Um, I think he still reigns. He still has that title. Wow. Um, and he he boxed, um, and I remember do going there as a visit, and I didn't want box actually. I wanted to kickbox, and my brother wanted to box, and my dad's like telling my my grandfather or my his uncle like, oh yeah, my sons want to box and stuff like that. I'm like, yeah, no, I don't. No, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> I don't yeah. want to do this. Don't let me in. <laughs> so my brother actually, when we came back from that trip, my brother my brother was eating it all up, and he joined a gym in Winnipeg. Um, I forgot what it's called. Um, Orioles. Okay. And it's a pretty prestigious gym. Um, Alex Poanovich. Okay. You guys, I think you guys know them him pretty well. He was a national champion yeah. uh, out of that gym. Ryan wow. Savage was out of that gym. There's a really well-known uh, coach named Reg Bruno. Hmm. And my brother was went there to, to learn how to box. And uh, he would come home and teach me some stuff. Yeah. And I joined a kickboxing gym. And I, I wanted to kickbox. But my brother would come home and teach me some stuff. And I was noticing that my hands are a lot more natural than, than my feet. Right. So my, me and my brother joined a gym at Gojo. Uh, was our first gym that we joined. It was on Sherbrooke in Winnipeg. And that was that was the first time. Yeah. Cool. And then, so your brother and you both stuck with it for quite a while, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He went to nationals. Uh, he won one year. Um, yeah. we. I think me and my brother, having someone in the household really pushed, pushed me. Yeah. Um, and me and him, me and him could just. Were you guys competitive eat. to each other as well? Oh yeah, oh, we, yeah. yeah, big time. Um, but I'm the younger one, so I was the one that was kind of. I was able to give my all about my brother. I'm, he's like, I can't go held all the way. Held back right. a little bit. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, just go, being able to go home and just shoot the shit about boxing. Yeah. Like almost all the time, which is nice. Um, so. And it exponential. Yeah. Like, it just makes your learning just exponential, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Just being around that, having that as a family culture and then a culture that you you kind of go to outside of your home as well. Yeah. Um, so talk to us about what happened in 2012. You were doing some Olympic prep and then you had a, a pretty serious concussion. Yeah. So I was on the team from 2009 till 2012. Uh, the dream was Olympics. Um, I fought Olympians, beat Olympians. Like I was at that level. Like it wasn't like a pipe dream. Like yeah. it was very doable. Um, I lost an Olympic qualifier and I got pissed off when I got home. I just kept training. Uh, didn't deload, nothing. Kept training, got a couple fights. And I had one sparring session where I got like a pretty big whiplash kind of punch. Right. And I've been hit like that before. And I was like, whatever, I finished the spar. The next day I had like concussion-like symptoms. And it's the first time I've ever felt that. Like kind of like you're feeling like you're hungover a little yeah. bit. First time I've ever felt that. The day after that, it went away. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm good. Let's fucking keep training. I, yeah. I went, I got a strength and conditioning coach and, and, um, a nutritionist. Like I was like, I All don't, in. I don't want to lose again. Like yeah. I want to go to the fucking Olympics. Yeah. Um, and then I, so I sparred the next week after that, nothing big, boom, boom, catching everything, not even a whiplash kind of punch. Yeah. The day after that, I had a fucking crazy headache. We're for nauseous months. and everything like that. Oh no. For absolutely. Yeah. And the the science back then wasn't too like there wasn't that many things that you can yeah. do. Like nowadays, you go you could go a physiotherapist and they would know like your vestibular system, your balance, and yeah. they could fix it pretty. And all quick. that neuroplasticity research mm-hmm. and everything now. So I didn't see uh, the right doctor until like a year after. And if you don't kind of tackle it right away, the longer the recovery is. Yeah. So I unfortunately had to 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 give it up. Yeah. And how did that feel at the time, having that Olympic dream sort of? taken away yeah I mean uh it's probably the toughest time of my life for sure yeah. um like the, those four years I was I was all in um you know, going around in Winnipeg and like hey what's up champ hey hey what up champ you're the boxer hey. it's just like salt it's in just, the wound at that point right yeah it was just so much of my identity um yeah. and I didn't have anything else so when it was gone um it was very very tough um yeah. so I kind of tell my athletes now like Find an identity outside of the sport. It's just a sport, man. It's just this small of your of your life. You have a whole life after that, man. So yeah. um, I learned it the hard way. Um, luckily, I'm still a part of the sport now. Um, but I think even if I wasn't a part of the sport, the struggle that I went through to find myself and yeah. find myself outside of the sport, um, I think I would have figured it out anyways, even yeah. if I wasn't a part of the sport. You see that a lot in, especially in pro sports too, the, the, and the, like even at an Olympic level, the, the, anything that takes that level mm-hmm. of dedication and commitment where everything else in your life is sacrificed for this one thing. How, we've talked about this before on the podcast is how do you, how do you not tie your identity to that at that yeah. time, right? And uh, it was interesting listening to Sarah Pusek talk about it as well because mm-hmm. she 
always had that in the forefront of like, this is not my only thing. And I'm also a this and I also do that. And she said that really helped her whether retiring from being a pro and having a life and not feeling like she was kind of missing out on something. But at the same time too, like you got to be all in. So it, mm-hmm. it's, it is really hard. So that's super good advice mm-hmm. to give uh, young athletes, right? They need to hear that. For sure. Especially for sure. in those moments. Cause you don't, no one ever wants that moment to happen, but sometimes it, it slaps you in the face. Like yeah, literally. Totally. And when did, uh, so we've got your amazing counterpart here. Your, <laughs> your, I don't know, better half. Yeah. The wifey. Yeah. yeah? Okay. Uh, when, how did you guys meet? Uh, what part of the journey was uh, Rebecca in your life? Um, so I moved to Vancouver maybe like eight years ago. Um, I was doing some personal training. Um, I, I originally came here for school, actually. Um, what were you going to study? Too expens- got too expensive. Uh, athletic therapy. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, got too expensive. I was like, fuck, I need to work. <laughs> so I found a job and then I, I ended up finding a, a personal training job. Um, and then, uh, I decided to do independent because yeah. I, I felt like I, I, I deserved to just be independent. And she was actually one of my clients. No way. Yeah. I, I was being professional. <laughs> I was being professional. Yeah. Um, and I would just see her outside, uh, outside of our, uh, outside of our, our sessions, just like at concerts and stuff like that, just randomly. Yeah. And then we just, we just, I crossed the barrier and started texting her. And that was, that was game. That was it. (laughs) (laughs) And then so Rebecca, I mean, he's going to answer for you, but you can nod or confirm or deny with the head movement. So when you first text her and kind of like shot your shot, was she like a little shocked or was she about it? What happened? No, she's a big uh, MMA fan. So how we started oh, texting each other. Heart. Okay. Yeah, we we were just shooting the shit about texting back and forth about one of the cards that was going on. Yeah. And then that's that's kind of how it started. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And then now you guys are married how many years? Uh, we're actually getting married next next month. Okay, so have you been engaged for? We've a been years engaged now? for okay. like a year ish now. Yeah. Awesome. And yeah. then you guys now start a business together. Mm-hmm. We got Quinnip Boxing Club. What year was that born? Exactly. Because I know I was in LA. I think when you guys yeah, first two, opened up. Yeah, two thousand nineteen, I believe. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And what a growth and a journey that been has crazy. been. Yeah. Talk been to crazy. us a little bit about the birth of that and like just how it feels now to look back on how far you guys have come. Yeah, the opportunity kind of just sat on my lap. Actually, I didn't even want the opportunity to be really? honest. Yeah, um, um, yeah. So it just sat on my lap, and me and Rebecca were kind of saying, like, honestly, we were traveling quite a bit when we first um, were dating, and I'm like, I want to keep traveling, man. Yeah. Because I know once we lock this in, like, I don't have a life, which I don't right now. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was kind of hesitant to do it, um, and honestly, I'm I'm a competitor through and through in the sense that like I I still have the itch man sometimes yeah okay okay <laughs> yeah, but uh, uh it kind of sat on my lap like and it just came out of nowhere um and I think just the experience that I've had boxing and being at a good boxing gym United in uh, Winnipeg um I think the me just doing it for a while it it, it it I was able to grow the gym the way that I wanted to yeah um like I didn't just, it wasn't just 2019. Like it's been yeah. since I was a kid. I've been boxing since I was like 15. Right. I was in a good gym. I knew kind of used kind of their blueprint a little bit mm-hmm. and all my experiences. Like, so it, it came, it came through and up to this point. Yeah. So what kind of core values did you bring consciously into the gym? Um, family, like, yeah, you come into the gym. I say, what's up to you? You leave the gym, I, I say, yo, have a good day. You know what I mean? Those 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 little things come a long way. Yeah. Um, so the culture in the gym, we had a, a great culture at my gym at United. And I kind of kept that. Uh, I think it's a big, big part. And mm-hmm. like, we have a community change from passion right right on the slap on, on above the ring. Um, so culture is a big, important, important thing of our gym. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it shows. It definitely shows. Every mm-hmm. time I go there, I'm always like mm-hmm. really impressed. When you go into a boxing gym, guys, their shirts are off and they're fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very intimidating. Yeah. Um, but no, nah, man, it's not. Like it's skills amazing. Pay the bills. Yeah, and amazing, like how big of a difference just just a hello and to, it mm. can make, right? Like I remember going in a wild card in LA and and you know just Freddie or uh, his assistant just being mm-hmm. like, "Hi, Canada." They call yeah, it Canada, yeah. right? Yeah. And it was just like all of a sudden I'm like, Whoa, I'm disarmed, right? Because that's not an easy gym to just like walk into totally. with your gym bags you know, put your shoes on and just start working. Right. Totally. So um, that was always a, it's those little things that build such a culture and community that mm-hmm. perpetuate and they build upon themselves. And mm-hmm. then next thing you know, you have something like what you, what you both mm-hmm. have built, which is just awesome. It's kind of like a cornerstone of Vancouver yeah. for, for boxing culture and boxing gyms. And you have an awesome amateur team. 
Mm-hmm. You guys have been representing all year. Yeah. And now you have a bunch of pros that you're working with. So talk to us a little bit about right now you're working with, uh, you got Josh Johnson. Yeah, Josh is coming to the gym. Um, it, we're just doing, he wants to get his hands a little bit better. Yeah. Um, he's still on the fence if he wants to fight again. Um, this is what I heard through the grapevine. Okay, yeah. so I mean, he's he's. But he's a student of the game, he's man. Fucking, he's been yeah, doing. He's, he's, such gonna, a talent. he's gonna be doing this shit forever. Yeah. Like, fight or not fight, like he's a student of the game. I've been really having a lot of fun with him. Um, I mean, he's a he's from a family of of fighters. Yeah. And uh, he's just a total student. I, I I've been really liking training with him. So let's say you take an athlete like that who's you know so high level in uh, mm-hmm. a similar discipline, mm-hmm. but not completely aligned. Mm-hmm. What do you as a coach bring to elevate his his boxing game? Just the speed. Um, out of all, I truly believe this that out of all the all the combat sports, sports boxing is the fastest. Mm. Like it takes a long a long while for a kick to get to you. Yeah. My my jab's gonna get to you. My my cross gonna get to you really fast. Um, so it's kickboxing, Muay Thai is very clunky. Mm-hmm. Um, MMA is a little wild, um, which you can be because the gloves are so small. Like I'm throwing this from here. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, if it's lands, you're done. I don't care if you land a jab on me. I'm um, so it's very boxing is very precise and it's very fast paced. So um, a kickboxer usually I I I I I I show them the speed that they could get to, and the fluidity that they could get to, and right. the hips down. Because yeah. they they could they could have their feet above the ground because they need to check kicks they need to yeah, kick right. so they're not as grounded right so when I get a kickboxer I start soak your feet in the ground sit sit down a little bit um, so those are the first things that I kind of do if I get a kickboxer that's awesome and then you've also got Eric Bassaran mm-hmm. and I mean okay well let's just like follow up the speed conversation with yeah. Eric's hands yeah, he's a freak oh my god so at what point in his journey did you guys link up? And what have you done to elevate his game since then? Um, so he just left the national team uh, from Montreal. He's out in Montreal for about four years uh, uh, when he was on the team there. Um, he had a, a, a surgery um, a li- for his right right shoulder there. And then he moved back because he wanted to go pro. Um, and then uh, one of the coaches there, one of the team national coaches there, Sylvain Gagnon, uh, he's been on the team forever. Like he cornered um i think he cornered lennox back in the, those olympics oh, yeah. and sean pascal like he's been on the national team forever oh, yeah. awesome awesome coach um told eric about me um and then um he checked out the gym we did pads um and then that's all she wrote we had a meeting with his pops robin um told him that hey man i'm willing to do this journey with him and this journey can be a decade to two yeah. decades you know, and i'm willing to do this with him if he's willing to do it yeah. Um, and then, yeah, that's all she wrote. Wow. That's awesome. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, we love watching and, and seeing what you guys are up to. That's yeah. And his, uh, I think he's got an incredible career ahead. Oh man. Yeah. Um, just the caliber he's at. And for me to, in such a beginning of my career to get such a, such an athlete, bronze medalist, um, international experience. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 it's a blessing. Like I can't, yeah. I can't ask for anything more. And it's a testament to your skill and knowledge and, and also your ability to teach, mm. right? Because you can be a fantastic athlete, but mm-hmm. can you be a teacher? And mm-hmm. I think that that's what truly separates like the, the, you know, the good coaches who can show you a few things and the mm-hmm. great coaches, especially who can take an athlete, like, let's be real, taking someone from their very first day ever boxing to yeah. like 60% of the journey is a whole lot easier than taking someone from 80% to a, like top 1% in the world, mm-hmm. right? Like that, because that is such a, a specific. Just little, little yeah. percentages that you need yeah, to. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And everyone else is that good at that level too. So to mm-hmm. really stand above. For sure. That's a harder formula to execute. So, okay. Um, okay now, speaking of Shauna Callahan, is she ever going to go pro? Um, <laughs> what's uh, Shauna's funny. It, um, like I was saying, like I have no identity outside of boxing when I was really going into it. Uh, she doesn't even watch boxing. She doesn't know <laughs> Bless shit. Her. I could say like, oh, you know who Pacquiao is? She doesn't huh? know who the fuck that is. <laughs> um, so she's, it's cool. And I said, my coach was like that as well. Um, so it, it that was Sarah Pusek was saying the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Jamie, Jamie Ward too. She, she would always say she doesn't really like, she, like now and again, but yeah. 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 Okay. So she's um, so not she's, about it. She's not, a, no, no, I wouldn't say she's about life. it. Like, uh, but she, she she's 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 interested. Yeah, she's okay. interested. Like uh, she's having some problems with making going to the nationals because of her because uh, because of her passport. So right. um, we're just keeping our options open. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. No worries. No worries. 
<laughs> creeping around, aren't I? Um, <laughs> always creeping. Another another amazing caliber fighter. Like I'm lucky. Oh, she's to get, fantastic. Like went to worlds, um, won a silver at Europeans as a youth. Like, yeah. It's not easy, man. Yeah, she's like what, like three, five time like Scottish champion. She's or? not is nine national time champion, Irish yeah. champion. All right. Yeah. Shauna, if you're watching this, time. <laughs> talk to me. Uh and then let's talk about Kadir. How is he doing? Uh I know he had a, a bit of an injury. After yeah, the last he fight. broke his nose in that fight in that first round there. Um he's taking a little bit of a of a deload right now. Yeah. As well deserved. Um his first fight there uh, with um, Terrence there, we were lucky that he was training. He was training for like a whole year already yeah. before then. So um, he needed this deload quite badly. Um, so yeah, just resting right now. Um, he's come here and there, but we're probably going to start picking up again. It, it lit a fire under him his last fight. So yeah. yeah. What's up, everyone? Coach Jay here coming at you from the Empire Boxing Podcast. I would like to take this opportunity on behalf of Empire Boxing to thank our partners at the Before Company. It is my favorite toothpaste. It's long lasting. And I love that the tube is made with sugar cane and other natural ingredients that make it really good for the environment. So I don't feel so bad when I dispose of that bottle and get on to the next one. Right now, when you go online, use the code EMPIRE10 for 10% off at the checkout. It's, it's, um, listening to you talk about deload, it's so important. Like, you know, I've, I've, been around you know the amateurs are and, and i've been around a different few different boxing clubs and there's mm -hmm. still too many people that think more is more yeah and you see that sort of those coaching decisions made especially with the younger athletes because they're like oh, you're 21 like mm -hmm. whatever it matters yeah boxing it doesn't matter if it's you know technical sparring or you're just it, like if you're taking contact at that kind of volume and mm -hmm. you're not deloading and mm -hmm. you don't have any sort of um let's call it periodization to yeah. your schedule and your programming. Yeah. How damaging can that be to an athlete? It can limit your potential, I think, for sure. hundred percent. Yeah. Like we just started uh, putting deload uh, protocols into our, uh, our, our gym. Like our team is too big that we, we, we need to be pretty on that stuff. Um, and yeah, you could see people's performances really declining because of just overtraining. Yeah. And then when, and I tell them to deload, they do, they come back, they're a totally different fighter. For sure. Um, so yeah, it's super important. Yeah. Super, and that, super another important. problem with that sort of uh, more is more mentality is that, you know, if your training load increases by 30%, you're at such a high risk of injury as mm -hmm, well. Exactly. And the next thing you know, it's something stupid. And now you're out for six to eight weeks. Exactly. You know, so really, really important. And it's, it's super cool to see you guys, um, you know, spearheading that sort of next level approach to how to like, not just having a, a, a space that people can go to to train, but also like your building boxers you're mm -hmm. building champions you're mm -hmm. absolutely you're able to generate that which is which is much different it's more different than just a boxing club where right. people can come and do their thing that's very cool um now talk to us a little bit about uh your experience with us on the, some of the last fights and stuff uh we kind of want the, the coach's perspective yeah. on uh yeah no i've been loving it man like you guys are doing really cool stuff um i mean you gave you're giving people opportunities like i i, I just listened to your guys's podcast with manny um what and, a legend yeah what a legend some good stories and guys like him and 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 and, and girls like river like they, they used to have to seek out fights like she would travel by herself and stuff like that i know she was on here same with manny he had to go live in vegas yeah same with eric most of his fights are not even here yeah um most of his fights are not not in vancouver so you guys are doing giving people opportunities that um usually vancouverites won't get like you get River had her first day fight with you guys. Yeah, and then her we, debut. we got to go to Boston because of it. Yeah. You and know, then she's you, back. Yeah, exactly. And so how's River's camp going? Really well. Yeah. I mean, um, right before her first fight there as well, uh, we kind of did a mock camp before that, which helped as well. Mm. Um, and we're what what's cool about the beginning of of of, of fighters pro careers is it's kinda like the amateurs, meaning that they're basically in continuous camp mm. until you get into the later, later round. So yeah, we've just been riding the momentum. We keep going and we have a really good relationship and I could see her boxing changing quite a bit. And yeah, she's sharp right now. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, we love to see it. We can't wait to see her uh, between yeah. the ropes again. Now, okay, talk to us about the itch, John. Your, <laughs> your itch. Yeah. And we're not, we're talking the, the boxing comeback itch, not any other kind of itching. Yeah. So, okay, how does that feel? What does that look like? What could that look like? I don't know. Just... I don't know. Rebecca, Rebecca's making me too famous on Instagram. Man. I, I might need We're to do, talk about that too. I might need to do a like a little little. Give me a, give me an M. Someone someone give me an M. Empire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me an M on a on a one of the fights here. No, 
Yeah, no, it's. I think it'll always be, always have. I will always have it. Like yeah. I, I've heard, a, I watched a documentary one time, and uh, Muhammad Ali was like calling his daughter or something, and he like leaves voicemails, and he's like, he's like saying, "Oh, I'm gonna make a comeback," and all this. Yeah, stuff. yeah. She's uh, like, "Okay, dad." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's. I think it's just. It's just always going to be there. But yeah. I am only thirty-two. Oh, I am only thirty-two. You never know. No, I've been I've been begging JY to start making a card. Rebecca's shaking her head. She's like, hell no. I'm young. I'm younger than Kadir and River. There you go. I'm just saying. There you no, go. I'm just playing. Um, okay, so if you, okay, let's 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 do a fantasy matchup here. If you were to come back, you can pick anyone. Mm-hmm. Anyone. Mm. Expired or retired mm. or fresh. Yeah. Who would it be? Who would you pick? That's fine. I was just making a joke about uh to to Rebecca, but like a fantasy let, let, let's go Sonny Edwards let's go okay. <laughs> no, I'm just joking no. alright Matt's making a phone call right now <laughs> let's go Bam Bam no um, I don't know man it's been so long it's one of the longest I've been having boxed since I was a kid but uh, yeah no I, I like I watch these guys sometimes and I'm like oh, I don't know I could probably do something with it I could, I could, yeah. give, I could give them a round right now yeah okay yeah, yeah. And do you ever step in and, and do a little touch what's, little jab sparring anything like that what's funny is when we first opened uh, there wasn't that many uh, competitive guys so I had to jump in back then yeah yeah um, yeah but uh, it's, it's 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 I think it's over okay alright <laughs> says with a cough under his back <laughs> it's over uh, okay, so what, give me your give me your thoughts on these coaches. Like we're seeing this. Speaking of Instagram, we're seeing these things coming up on Instagram. Where mm. it's like usually, okay, I'm just gonna say usually it's like Eastern Bloc videos or something of like you know you got six guys on the beach with their hands behind their back and coach is just absolutely teeing off on their jaws and it's like what what do you think about this as a coach you watch this like I know what I think about it. What do you think about it? It's crazy. It's insane. It's insane. Like, like why? why give head trauma? <laughs> like same with that slap that slap. Uh, that new yeah, league so of the slap game let's man. talk like, about the slapping come on man like i'm never gonna let a guy just give him a free shot man jeez bizarre you know what's i think the weirdest thing for me is like a, a humans like we're such a, 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 a like a mob fickle you know bloodthirsty like race aren't we mm. you know and i'm but i'm but there's there's a side of most sports that ha- involves some sort of combat where i'm like Okay, like it requires skill acquisition and there's a bit of a chess match going and there's strategy mm-hmm. and there's mm-hmm. higher ground and there's all these kind of things like positional stuff. With slapping, there's absolutely no skill acquisition required yeah. for this shit. Yeah. And yet we're like about it. Yeah. And, and I don't say we as in me or really anyone I respect and know. Yeah. Uh, but like, so why are people into this? I have no idea. Is it idea. just the pure like carnage? I have no idea. Bizarre. But what's funny is I was watching, I just watched an episode for the first time and there is little intricacies like the accuracy. Like right. you got to have actually pretty good accuracy because there's like a, I don't know, you guess a clubbing rule or some shit. Yeah, it's yeah. funny because I'm watching it and Dana White doesn't even know the rules. He's like, what just <laughs> happened there? But um, he's just looking at the money in the bank account. He's yeah. not looking at the actual. Yeah. yeah. I guess people just like the when guys get dropped and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, it's right? so silly. It's and then crazy. like, and then we've got, now we've got like Volkswagen, like, I don't know, jujitsu and like phone booth MMA and all this stuff. When will it end? Where does it end, John? <laughs> I have no idea. Where does it end? I don't know. It's all those fucking, you ever see those like, like group people fighting and yeah, shit? Like, it's always in like in Russia or some shit. Like, I don't know where they- That Eastern <laughs> Rock, man. You know who crazy, we need right now? Man. We need Artem to give us a heads up. Like, what is going on over there? You know, next thing is going to be like two babies in a crib or something. It's like crazy. Yeah, I don't know what. I'm gonna get canceled for that for sure. Oh God, yeah, it's so sad to me. Um, okay, speaking of sad, uh, predictions on uh, our boy Tommy Fury and Mr. Jake Paul. What do you think is gonna happen? I don't know. Actually, I was just looking at uh, um, Fury's uh box record. And his, the last guy he fought was decent, actually, or he had a decent record. I don't know. Let's let's face it, Tommy Fury's. I don't know his history. Like, He's did he? Do you know bad. if he like boxed? Like, how many amateur fights did he get or anything like that? I don't know. I don't know. I, think, I don't know I think much. He's on the coattails of Tyson. Yeah. I don't think he's. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. He's handsome. Yeah. That's. I mean, I think everyone should know by now that just fucking circle away Jake's right hand, man. That's all he got. Just keep circling away from yeah, him, yeah, man. Yeah. Just try to box him. But do you, so? Do you think it's rigged? Um. No, I think it's not. I think it's uh. They not just, in any way, not even in the matchmaking. Like, I like mean, ben I think Asker, it's rigged that he's fucking about, roided out. He's well, probably roided out of this absolutely. shit. Absolutely. It's probably in his like contract or something that they can't drug test it. Yeah. But that's the highest levels, man. Like yeah. Canelo's, Canelo's ride up too. Like, 
Baldemir was pretty well ma- matched up. Like, it's that's the matchmaking of the yeah. highest levels. Like, I'm just thinking, you take a guy like Ben Askren. Mm-hmm. He takes it. <laughs> he takes a dive. Mm-hmm. How was that not rigged? <laughs> like Ben. Ben saw the paycheck. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. went face down on the canvas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, this is the magic of Jake Paul, man. They're look. We're talking about it right now. Is it rigged? Is it not? I like, know. It, he's master. a fucking master. Jake, if you're watching this. <laughs> um, okay, better predictions. Let's talk about Plant Benavides. What do you think? Um, I think Benavides got it. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I didn't even answer that one. I think Tom, I hope Tommy wins. Well, we we all do. Yeah, yeah but yeah. it's not looking good. I think. Uh, yeah, I think I think Benavides. I think he's has he's too got much some of power. What's he? Twenty three knockouts of twenty eight fights. The beast. Ridiculous he's percentage. So big. For yeah. That weight class. Yeah. Like he's truly a a, a light heavyweight. Yeah, and, and Caleb Plant's only sitting at like wow. He doesn't have the power. He's only sitting at thirteen knockouts mm-hmm. for twenty six fights or something. But similar level of experience. Mm-hmm. But Plant's got the volume. He, and he's slick. Super slick. It'll be interesting to see if Plant could, um, if he could outbox him, mm-hmm. or if if Benavidez is just gonna fucking bulldoze through it. Yeah. Um, but he's Plant's on the ride right now. He had a really good knockout. Yeah. Um, he's riding off a of Canelo. He knows he could yep. compete with the best. Yep. So it's a pretty 50 50 fight. Super excited for I that think fight. Benavidez got okay. Yeah. The only downside to that fight is it's March 25th. Right. They didn't call me up and ask me first. I'm a little right. upset about it, but I'll get over it. <laughs> okay. Ryan Garcia, Hank Davis. Man, everyone hates Ryan, but fuck, he's a 5'11. He's huge. He's taller than Eric for, light, for a lightweight. And he packs so much speed. And his left hook is nasty, man. Nasty. He's the real deal. Like, I think yeah. people are sleeping on him, man. Um, what do but, you think that's due to? Just him kind of being like a young, kind of pretty boy? Like, what is it? I don't know. There's just some people that people hate. Like, uh, Love to hate. Yeah, okay. like Russell yeah. Russell Westbrook's a beast. People hate him. KD's yeah. a monster. People hate him. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I, yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, no. I, th- I think Tank still gets it. I think Tank, uh, uh, like what happened in that Roly, that was a very long time ago, but uh, Roly kind of exposed something there. Yeah. Um, Luke Campbell kind of exposed those hooks. Um, I think I think Tank's going to find a way. He's a, his last fight, man, like yeah. he looked like he was getting out boxed and he just finds a way to find his power, man. It's uh, Yeah, and the way he can come forward. It's with, ridiculous. It's, yeah, he's and so he's explosive. like my height. Like, I was, he's, just, I was like, he's so small for that weight class, man. Yeah, powerful. Yeah, but I think when you guys see, when people see them uh, doing their face-offs, like it's a big height difference. Yeah. Huge height yeah, difference. Yeah, absolutely. Ryan, yeah, you're right. Ryan is like quite a bit taller. Yeah. wonder what the reach advantage would be yeah, if they're, um, okay, interesting. So we got Tank, I'm with you. Yeah, I think Tank knocks I, him off. I'm with you on that. And then we've got uh, Taylor Serrano 2. Mm-hmm. So what did you think about Taylor Serrano 1? It was close. I thought Hella you, could, close. you could really say that Serrano might have taken it. I think it. you could have argued it too. Mm-hmm. I didn't do round by round, but- just by from that one that one round where where Serrano almost got her out of there, um, yeah. Katie was getting her head turned a few times. He's had some tough fights. Like yeah. she she I forgot who she rematched, um, but there was a rematch because I thought she lost that fight too. She is so tough. There's this point when you watch Katie that she gets the zombie look in her eyes and mm-hmm. like you can't even see her pupils anymore and you mm-hmm. know that she's in so deep. Yeah. And she, somehow she she comes out of that. It's an incredible. Um, and then we've got, yeah, the two. So do you think Serrano's on a mission now or what? I think Serrano takes it. Yeah. Yeah, I think she does. Like I think uh, Katie's a little bit on the decline. Uh, I didn't watch Serrano's last fight. Uh, I, had, I, to, I didn't watch it either. Um, but maybe I'll take a look at that and it'll be a little bit more telling. But I, I think Sir, I think, I think Serrano's going to take it this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm working on that too. Oh, then a trilogy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm huge, huge for women's boxing. Oh, it's, it was huge. massive. Yeah, and I mean, it's, you know, Sunny say super bad too. I mean, she's fantastic for women's boxing, but she mm-hmm. just murders everyone she fights. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're not really watching her fight, are we? Yeah. Actually, you know, her last fight, she she did have some rounds, but she's just so explosive and powerful. Yeah, and she deserves a big a big fight. Uh, yeah, un- absolutely. Unfortunately, Kim Clavel lost her fight uh, on the undercard. Uh, Eric was just on her undercard, but if Kim won there, that would have been a big super fight yeah. for that weight class. Um, but the girl that beat Kim, uh, Mexican girl, I forgot her name already, but... That that could possibly be a big fight as well uh, down the line. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. 
So cool. Okay, so let's talk about your Instagram here for a second. Now that I've got Rebecca here, as like just unsolicited advice, just like force her to like help me with my Instagram. <laughs> this is a real reason why you're here. Just kidding. Uh, so, okay, so what I want, what I want to know, is are you just like this all day, and then he's got these little nuggets, and he's just ripping these nuggets, and you just like what's your what's your data like on your phone? Like how many gigs you got? A lot. A lot, a lot. Okay. So where do these like coaching nuggets come from, John? Like at what point were you like, okay, there's, I have a sauce. Or are you aware that you have a sauce? You must be now. Yeah, it's crazy. I didn't, I didn't think I did. Gas but, yourself up for us a little time. Um, okay. Yeah, she just whips out the camera when, when the, in the middle of the rounds where I'm pissed off that they're not doing something right. And, then and I do just you get... feel that in the forest? <laughs> like, right? Like Jedi. Okay. Um, no, I guess the nuggets just come from being a student of the game and just... Yeah watching documentaries as a kid and, and idolizing B-Hop, idolizing Floyd and idolizing Muhammad Ali and just remembering little aha moments that I would have when they would say something. Ah, okay. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to keep that forever. Yeah. Like a lot of my nuggets are just from my old coaches. Maybe I saw it on, maybe I saw it in the documentary. Maybe I heard Jim Lampley say it one time in the middle of a fight um, and those nuggets stay with me. And I knew that it was such an aha moment for me then. That it's an aha moment for somebody else. Yeah. Um. So, uh, those little nuggets just just come from just being a fucking loser and loving the sport so much. <laughs> <laughs> we're all losers together. I love it, and that's amazing. And then, it, like pre-show, we were kind of just shooting the shit and picking Rebecca's brain loosely, and you know, she was saying she can just feel it. Mm-hmm. She can just feel it when something good's about mm-hmm. to happen, when something's about to drop, mm-hmm. and she's in there like mm-hmm. a, a ninja. Yeah. And that's so cool. And so, and now you you've seen what kind of like. Ex- what has the experience been like to have that kind of growth on your social media? What's come of that for? Yeah, it's been really. How's that influence? It's been really life, cool and 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 humbling um, to know that um, it's being perceived the right way. Right, we were just talking about like some fighters get perceived the wrong way, like Ryan Garcia. Yeah, uh, I'm just glad that it's uh, I'm being perceived in the right way in the sense that I am just putting this out here to you know educate people and 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 give back a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's been cool. Like we just got back from California. People are recognizing me uh, at Boston. Someone's recognizing me as well. So um, it's super humbling, and 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 it's cool that I'm yeah. I'm I'm kind of making a little bit of a change and an impact. Yeah. So and, how does that affect what you were talking about before with your identity? How has that changed? I mean, it's I'm still the fucking boxing guy, right? Yeah, yeah, Shit. yeah. Um, I don't know actually. Yeah, like it, it, it. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I'm just a fucking loser and just love this sport. Do you identify as a, kid. as a coach more now? Would you say? Yeah, that's what that that's funny because like I was telling you that um, I still got that itch. Yeah, yeah. And I think as an athlete, I'm a better. I know now by now that I'm a better coach than I was an athlete. Wow. Which is uh, a huge hard insight. for me to say. Wow. Because um, I think I was a little bit too obsessed as an athlete, and it was, I put too many too many chips into the basket or right. into the pot um, that it would hinder my performance. And now that I'm a coach and I'm kind of like, eh, I'm not much of a coach. Like it actually makes me a better coach because I'm not so fucking invested and all right. in on it. Right. I mean, I'm still, you know, taking it seriously. Yeah. Um, but I'm not as crazy obsessed as I was as an athlete. So right. um, I think it it kind of balances me out. that I'm like, eh, I still, sometimes I'm like, now I am. Like I have fucking 40 athletes. I got like three pros. Like I'm a coach. Like, yeah. <laughs> but uh, there's, yeah. there's still like a back of my head like, Am I really? Yeah, yeah. Am I really? Or am I still a fighter? Like, yeah. 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 So it kind of it kind of balances out in that sense, I guess. That's awesome. Yeah. And walk us through a typical day in the life of John Quinnett. What does your days look like? Um. Yeah, would, I have clients. I have pro. I I've I have don't have that many um, rec one on ones anymore. I really just work with my pros and and my athletes. Um, so I have a lot of one-on-ones with a lot of my pros or my high-level amateurs throughout the day. Um, and then usually sparring or a team training in the evening. But it's like, yeah, pretty much all day. And then yeah. on the weekends, we have a fight card. Right. So it's pretty much nonstop. Seven days a week. Yeah, we, we have Mondays off-ish. We start meetings, meeting days. But yeah, it's pretty much 24-7 right now. Yeah. So what do you do to decompress and unwind? Um... Yeah, just, when you get a chance. To. Yeah, just chilling with Rebecca, you know what yeah. I mean, and 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 playing 2K. Talking about MMA. 
<laughs> yeah, talking about MMA, but it ends up talking about the business. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just walking our dog together. Those 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 little things. The that, wholesome, yeah, the wholesome, wholesome stuff that, that that really matter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everyone wants to know when did the socks and slides come into the picture here? Man, I'm Filipino, bro. <laughs> I I should have walked in here with with my my. With I was my a socks little disappointed, but I knew the camera would catch it, so we're not inauthentic. <laughs> Um, no, man. Like it's just it's a very it's just a Filipino thing, man. Like I we wear sandals everywhere in our house. <laughs> I I went to the Philippines um, for the first time when I was nine years old, and they play basketball in in slides. And yeah, I play basketball in slides. Like our toes are tucked in there. Yeah. Um, no, it's just yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just uh, uh, yeah, it's just a part of our culture. Chanelas, right? Yeah, chanelas. Look at you. Like chanclas in in Spanish. Wow. Yeah. Matt Matt has a, a like a direct line into the Filipino culture. Yeah. Actually, I got to try Filipino food for the first time. Oh yeah. After we think? went we went to Mendoza mm-hmm. and then we went to what was it called? I don't know. It's right there in the parking lot. I can't remember the name. Yeah. 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 And what'd uh, you guys get? I got some pork belly. Nice. And some rice. Yeah, garlic yeah. rice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you get, Matt? I got some chicken adobo. Yeah, there you we go. Got the uh what's the the pork one? Uh, and the red sauce. Uh, oh man! Huh? Yeah, Tocino yeah, or wow. Longanisa. Yeah. yeah. It was. It was. It was banging. Yeah, man. It was banging. Yeah, yeah a lot of salt, but yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> really good on the MSG side. I, li- I literally sat in the back of their car, hand bombing out of a paper bag my pork belly, and I was just like, "This is awesome." I have absolutely no boundaries. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, John, what is uh, what's your favorite music to have playing in the gym? Like, how do you get your fighters hyped up? Uh, I'm I'm an R&B head. Okay. But I don't play it. I just let them play. I just play random stuff. I just let my, the athlete, the athlete what comes in. But it's usually like, usually rap. Or, yeah, like some Tupac. Or reggaeton. We got a lot of, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We got a lot of Latinos. So we play a lot of reggaeton in the gym. Okay, yeah. cool. Cool. Yeah. Uh, now, I mean, I'll forgive you if you say no, but are you guys coming out next Wednesday to our screening? Uh, yes. Oh, yes. Right answer for the podcast. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, we've been... Bring the whole gym. Yeah. Everyone's free. Just bring Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Matt, at the, we're at this point. We're like, everybody's we free. We want a full impact. Yes. <laughs> have some Dos Amigos tacos with us. Uh, so, yeah, we've been working on, well, we, as in Jason and Matt, uh, they've mostly been putting in the, the hard work. And I just got to see the kind of like the, I don't know, what do you want to call it? The preliminary. The, the almost done version. Almost done version. Of, and it's amazing. So I'm super excited to cool. share it with you guys. It. Did you, you play such a huge role in that as well. Cool. Uh, you guys have been, you know, such a part of that journey for us too. So, what's next for John Quinnett and Quinnett Boxing Club and Rebecca and the whole team? What's next for you guys? What does um, the year hold? Yeah, we're putting on events now, so we're just gonna keep that rolling. Um, just getting our guys fights, man. Yeah. Traveling, getting everyone fights, like the way we develop. Um, we have a youth program now as well. We had just two guys just just won a Brampton Cup. Um, so, yeah, man, just making the sport, like what you guys are doing as well, just mm-hmm. building the sport and, and, and making it, making it, uh, making, I want to make the, I think it's the same thing with you guys, like you guys want to make this a fight city. I'm trying to make yeah. this a hub too. Yeah. Um. So. Bring that culture to the West yeah. Coast. Yeah. And it's just doing events, getting fights. Um. So that's, 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 let's keep growing, keep growing, keep growing. So. That's, that's awesome. That's, that's what we're doing. And what do you hope to contribute kind of as your, you know, second vice president to Boxing BC? Like, what are some of the main things you want to contribute? Um, we're having some, uh, 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 because the sport's growing, we're having some problems with officials right now, like right. getting people, the getting people interested in doing that, that kind of stuff. Um, I'm a part of the high performance group for the team as well. And, just giving those people opportunities. Um, there's around, I think, five people going to Brunswick in a couple weeks to to my guys, Oscar's fighting uh, mm. Kioma um, uh, at training camps. There's going to be a training camp for the youth training camp uh, for the youth nationals that's coming in July. Um, that we're going to hold some sparring for that training camp. Um, so, yeah, same wow, same thing, man. Yeah, yeah, just just again trying to get everyone as elite. Because I feel like boxing in BC, um, it's usually just gems. Like Rock Cousins is a gem. Yeah. Eric's a gem. There's not wasn't really an infrastructure. What you guys are doing as well for the pros, there's an infrastructure now where we could start developing and where it keeps going. Yeah. Um, and I think that's what we need to do for boxing BC and and, and, and as my own gym as well. It's yeah. just 
keep pumping out fighters, keep yeah. pumping out fighters, and we will be more like the East. Yeah. I think it comes in generations. If we're not in Ontario or Quebec, it comes in generations. Like Cousins comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Oh, Eric's here now. Yeah. But in Montreal and Quebec and, and Ontario, there's a continuous. Yeah. yeah. It's a continuous people. Oh, there's a national champion. Oh, there's a national champion every year. Yeah. Um, and we need to get it there too. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. It was it kind of reflecting on what Manny said too, is mm -hmm. that it's sort of like, yeah, it came in generations a little yeah. bit and there was a time where it was really strong mm -hmm. and then, you know, fades away until that gem pops up. So that's such a good way of putting it. Yeah. And we're right with you on that as well. And any plans to expand Quinnet Boxing Club? Um, we were actually looking for a place for a while, another place for a while. And then we like had two luckily, warehouses. You we guys need like, you guys need some room over there. Hey, <laughs> yeah, we're getting big. You guys are growing. Yeah, we're growing. Yeah. We got, we were lucky to get another expansion, uh, just oh, right now. On. So we got another thousand square feet, um, just recently. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so we, that kind of holds off on, on getting another location, but yeah. yeah, we would love another location maybe down the road, maybe cool. in like the Coquitlam area or the, like Surrey or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then do you ever, how often do you go to that ice cream spot by Hikunit? The one that has like 50 flavors or something? Oh, the, the there. gelato yeah, place yeah, yeah, there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're there you, guys are, you guys are haunting that, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Because every time I think about you guys, that's like <laughs> mutually exclusive to that, that gelato place. We need, a, we need to maybe paint our thing pink. So yeah. Every, right? It's such a staple. Yeah, 150 flavors of <laughs> gloves. You, you guys should get the Quinnet flavor there. So. Yo, yeah. yo, a collab. Well, Come they, on. They have now. the Filipino ones, right? You can get durian. Oh, do they? You can get durian. Down. Oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. That must taste like ass. <laughs> it smells like ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I've never had that visceral sort of, Ugh. oh man, so good. Uh, John, drop us a couple nuggets. Oh man. Drop I, us a couple. That's the thing, right? When we, when the nuggets come out, I'm like in a. You're mad because they're not sparring. That, that and um, I'm like in, I'm in the moment. Yeah. Like it kind of brings me back to when I'm fighting. Like I'm in yeah. that moment and it just comes out naturally. Yeah. Um, and like before when Rebecca used to post those things, it's so cringe for me because it's really? such a vulnerable part of me right. like that's truly me yeah. like i'm there's nothing there yeah like i'm not like this is truly truly me yeah. in that moment um where right now so I, got wall, I got walls up right now yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> no but like yeah no it just comes out naturally like so i don't know so if you had like what do you like okay let's say uh, beginning stages yeah. like someone after their first kind of amateur fight yeah what kind of things are you saying to that young athlete to encourage them to keep going? If you think someone truly has like the talent and the ability to pursue it. Yeah. Just if you, if they, if they have lost that one, it's just like, you know, keep your head up. Right. Yeah. It's just a learning experience. Keep that head up. Keep going. Like this is, this is not just, this is a test for you. Like champions get up like and, and, and push through it. Um, so a lot of motivational motivation stuff. Yeah. Um, a big, uh, I was saying like I idolize these guys and like a lot of quotes that I I like um Mayweather one of Mayweather's quotes um or it might have been Roger but uh it's just like the gym I always say that to fighters before fights just like the gym just yeah. like a sparring session yeah nothing more um I also like uh Bernard Hopkins one of his that I seen in a um documentary or an interview or something uh he said that a dream is just a dream until I wake up Right. He goes, thank God I woke up. Wicked. Yeah. Wicked. Stuff like that. Like those little nuggets that I, again, remember. I'm going to remember it for the rest of my life. But yeah. those little things, I, 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 I used to, like, I eat that shit up. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it, and it shows that it's it's really contributing so positively to the culture and the caliber of athletes that are, are working with you. And uh, yeah, it's, uh, we're, we're really proud to have you guys kind of in our, in our corner and ours and yours as well, mm -hmm. um, making... With that, you know, common dream of making making not just the West Coast like a boxing, you know, no, notable for boxing, but like also just improving the entire Canadian culture around mm -hmm. pro boxing as well, 100%. right? Like, and it starts with the amateurs, and it starts growing mm -hmm. those fresh pros and having those pro debuts and and mm -hmm. elevating those athletes until they can kind of like get their wings and develop their careers farther. And and uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's a pleasure to see what you guys are doing, um, both on the gram, you know, and in, and in real life. And, and we look really forward to March 25th and River coming back for another fight and everything that you guys are doing with her and all your athletes. And we hope to have Kadir back on, on the shows very soon as well when he's ready. So John, thank you so much for your time. I know how busy of a guy you are. So making time to come and chat with us has been, has been awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Cool. I just want to ask about the two babies in the crib fighting. I think we're onto something. Yeah. I'm, I'm picturing John's gym full of cribs. 
babies too. Yo, and then we John get, running around with his yo, wisdom. Yo, and then we roll up when <laughs> right. we roll up and we yeah. do Empire in the Streets. Right. Empire Cribs. Empire Cribs, right? <laughs> and so these babies, like, how do we determine which one won? I think it's like whatever baby like right. cries first, first loses. Cries first. Gotcha. Yeah. So That's the only way. Toss that baby out of a crib and then a new baby comes in and we have yeah. elimination rounds. I'd be careful four. with the tossing because well, like, then moving you're moving gently. Moving then you're back dealing to with their mothers. Because the, the mothers mother. are back who you really fathers, have to right? worry about yeah. in that okay. whole scenario. So I, think we, I think we got this because then John gets them really young. So like we're helping a pipeline. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yes. And then we get these kids that have, oh, fuck, they boxed since they were born. <laughs> <laughs> and like you know what's amazing is yeah. like the I mean I'm not much of like a, a baby's person yeah, no, but me either. but like the, what's the best part of having a baby watching them fight no, <laughs> oh, no. Oh. the shoes oh the shoes yeah yeah the shoes the little yeah, fucking yeah. shoes no, no man they're wearing slides man they're gonna be wearing slides. slides well this is the thing John is maybe like a baby slides that you can sell out of Quinnip no, guys, guys guys you're missing it baby yeah. boxing gloves what's cuter than a baby oh, boxing glove for nothing fuck's sake and the great part is when they're done you have all these little ornaments that you can just give away for keys. Oh, man, it's so here. good. So it's, it's a so Quinnett Empire baby box. John's movie. like, there I did go. not sign yeah. off. I did not <laughs> sign off on those. Rebecca's this is like, totally John's <laughs> idea. <Boy, laughs> Any blowback, and we're gonna sign off that it was John's. Actually, Rebecca's idea. No one really knows Rebecca's like yeah. behind the scenes yeah. making the clock work, right? Yeah, <laughs> she's actually like the Wizard of Oz, like cool, the mastermind. Man. This is gonna be an amazing league. Yeah, yeah. And just Jason with one camera aerial view over the babies and the drone circling the, drone, the crib, circling the cribs. This is fantastic. Can these babies walk? Or are they no, crawling? No, 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 no. These are like, these are like okay. first eight months. Okay. So it's basically yeah. like slap. Yeah. They slap from except, hands and knees. the babies are just kind of rolling on each other. No, they need like, to be able to control their heads. So okay. there's no So there's we're no saying fight. six months to one year. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, enough okay. that we can put little mini Is there gloves. weight classes? Do we have to weigh the babies? <laughs> there should be. Measure their reach? Some of those babies are like... Yeah. How'd awesome. you get out? Okay, we're gonna keep this quiet, guys, and then when we launch, this we'll is going then on the outtakes. This episode, yeah, just going on the outtakes. <laughs> this is just another episode of Jana and Matt's ridiculous ideas and how I'm, we don't share them with public because no one will like us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was like my idea earlier of like the the stripper, stripper ball, Olympics or the whatever. Stripper Olympics, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I've made it this far, Matt. Don't bring me down yet. Sorry. Yeah. Luckily, we can edit this. <laughs> John again thank you so much for your time Rebecca thanks for joining us as well and this has been another episode of the Empire Boxing Podcast with John Quinnett give them a follow at Quinnett Boxing and we've got a show coming up March 25th you're not going to want to miss it take over to the uprising we've got pro bouts lined up that will blow your mind and if you're free and you could cut this out later Matt and use this Jason March 1st at the Hollywood Theater we are screening our film the takeover do not miss it roll out have some tacos with us from dos amigos and watch our screening and a live press conference for takeover to the uprising coach day signing out what's up boxing fans we have another show coming up to you march 25th at the grand villa casino the takeover to the uprising tickets are available on our website empireboxing.live go ahead and reserve them early this show will sell out not only that, but we are launching a watch party of The Takeover at the Hollywood Theater on March 1st. Tickets will be available very soon, also on our website through Eventbrite. You're not going to want to miss this as we're going to have a live press conference with the athletes coming for The Takeover to The Uprising as well. Make sure to listen, follow, and subscribe to Empire Boxing on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube.